again, and welcome to episode 125 of Bee Boomer Unleashed. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of Bee Boomer Unleashed. Before we get into today's episode, Just Good News, Journal Entry 22, want to remind you, as always, where you can find our podcast. You can always find us at beboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can also find our link on iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, and on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram. And uh, you can also find our link there on Twitter. And uh, if you can't find it in one of those places, just Google Be Boomer Unleashed and it'll take you to one of those locations, I'm sure. And as always, we encourage you to drop us an email at beboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's beboomerunleashed at gmail.com. With your comments, your questions, and your criticisms, and also suggestions for future episodes. And if you or a friend that you know of should be on the Be Boomer Unleashed podcast, give us a call, shoot us an email, and we'll do our best to get you on the show. Well, last couple of weeks we've had uh, guest Jason Starkey with us, and uh, wow, what a powerful story that was. And we've had some really good comments from our listeners about our interview with Jason. He's a fine young man, and a godly uh, young man, and we're certainly appreciative that God uh, was able to turn his life around and was able to give him new meaning in his life and uh, hope that he didn't have before. So uh, our hats off to Jason and his family and everything that uh, God is doing in his life. But today we're going to change gears just a little bit and talk a little bit about the good news from God's Word uh, Uh, I have for you here today. You know, um, we live in perilous times, don't we? We've said that before on this show, and you know it. I don't have to point out those things to you. You know by every indication that we are living in perilous times. Well, you say, Jerry, well, you've dedicated this year to just good news. How do we find good news in the midst of of these perilous times? How do we find that good news? And how do we even know we're living in perilous times? Well, I'm not going to take you to a lot of headlines and show you those kinds of things, but I am going to take just a few minutes today. We're not going to be long today. I hope you had a great Father's Day, by the way. We had a a good Father's Day there at our church service uh, yesterday, and uh, wow, we had um, a great message from our pastor, Brother Rick Glass, and uh, there at Elmwood Baptist Church, and we really appreciated that and the challenge that he gave to fathers. Uh, but we are in perilous times, even as dads, and, uh, uh, you know, you just look around you and see what's going on in the world, only in the world you know that. So you say, well, how in the world do you find good news in these perilous times? Well, before we talk about the good news, let's talk about the perilous times just a little bit. If you'll turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and as always, we read the King James Version. If you have another version, that's fine. No, not casting stones at any other version of uh, of uh, God's Word. It's uh, the King James just happens to be my favorite, so that's what I read from. So in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it talks a bit about these uh, perilous times. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, 
covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with their sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Wow, is that not a description of the times we live in today? Boy, don't men love themselves? Aren't they covetous? Boy, I'd like to have that. Wow, how does he get that new car? I can't afford I want one of those. They're boasters. They're name droppers. They brag about everything. They're proud. They're blasphemers. They have no respect for God whatsoever. Kids are disobedient to parents. My, my, have you ever seen such disobedience? People are unthankful. You know, when I grew up, Mama uh, always taught me to say please and thank you. Please and thank you. Not anymore. People just think they have it coming to them. You don't get too many thank yous anymore, do you? False accusers. They're false accusers. They're they're unholy. Uh, They're without natural affection. They uh, people just care about themselves. They're despisers of those that do good. Have you ever seen a time in history when the Christian church has been under such an attack just for doing good? We have Christians in uh, China. They're having a great revival in China. Underground. They have to hide because they have a bounty on their heads. If they're found worshiping worshiping in their homes, then uh, there's a bounty on their head, and they'll be uh, persecuted, they'll be beaten, they'll be placed in prison. Their only crime, what? For worshiping Jesus. People are traitors. They're heady. They're high-minded. They're lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. We're living in perilous times. I don't think I have to point you to anything uh, in the news today, for you to realize that we're in we're in perilous times, as it teaches here in the Bibles. You know, uh, gasoline in California is over five dollars a gallon. Many places now it's three dollars a gallon here in West Virginia. Uh, you know, there's uh, um, nine million people unemployed, and over nine million help wanted signs up around this. Nobody wants to work. They don't want to work. They want to sit home and let the government take care of them. They want to just be uh, uh, part of the uh, problem, not part of the solution. And socialism is rampant in this country, and it's trying to take over. So you say, well, why, how in the world can you find good news out of that? Well, let's look at a couple of things. First of all, in Luke chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, is the best news, the best good news that we've ever had. And in chapter 2, verse 9 of the Gospel of St. Luke, it says, and, to, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus was born to be a Savior to everyone. Unfortunately, not everyone is going to allow Jesus to be their Savior. You know, if you're in a burning building and someone comes in to save you, unless you agree to go with them, they're not going to be your Savior. They're not going to save you because you don't want to be saved. And that's the way it is today. You know, Jesus in his word says it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I think that's pretty good news. It's not God's will that anybody should die and go to hell. He wants everybody to go to heaven. But unfortunately, we got a lot of people who don't want that. They don't want Jesus' love. They don't want to go. They, you know, they, uh, they don't want to follow him. They don't want to accept his remedy for their sin. And because of that, they can't claim that good news. But we as Christians can. So Jesus came. He was born. He's God in the flesh. And he lived a perfect life. And he died for our sins. The only person who could die for our sins and pay that penalty was Jesus Christ because he was the perfect Lamb of God. You say, well, you know, it's, it's awfully depressing. Wow. You know, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, uh, you know, but bad things still happen to me. Uh, well, it's, they're going to happen. It's just part of life. But here's the great thing. Here's the greatest news for the Christian. Now, this is not such good news if you don't follow Jesus. But this is great news. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It says, Furthermore, then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us, that's the Christians. He has not called us unto uncleanness, uncleanness, but unto holiness. He, therefore, that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Love one another. And indeed you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. Here we go. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, Concerning them which are asleep or dead, uh, 
that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. These are to be words of comfort. These are to be words of comfort. We're talking here, folks. The Apostle Paul is talking about something we call the rapture of the church. When Jesus comes in the air and calls the believers home to heaven. Following that snatching out, following that rapture of the church, we enter into the Great Tribulation, seven years of Great Tribulation. Now, in a future episode, we might talk more about that Great Tribulation and what's going on there. But folks, Christians, the good news is we won't go through any of that. We're going to be snatched out. We're going to be taken away. We're going to be taken up into heaven with Jesus Christ. He's going to descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. What's that mean? Well, those who have died, their bodies, their souls are in heaven, but their bodies are in the ground. So they're going to rise first out of the grave, and they're going to be united up in the air with their uh, glorified bodies, and they have to have a little head start. Just makes sense, doesn't it? But we're going to be caught up together with them. They're not going to get there before we do. We're going to catch up with them in the sky. It just takes a little longer for them because they've got six feet farther to travel and they've got to be reunited with their soul there in heaven. So they're going to be raised first. Then we which are remain, those of us who are still here alive at this time and remain um, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. If that's not good news, folks, I don't know what it is. You know, you say, oh, I'm just wringing my hands. Oh, times are tough. Times are tough. You know, the currency is going to crash. The stock market's going to crash. Gas is going to be $5 a gallon. I can't afford it. Bread's going to be $5 a loaf. My retirement plan is going to be uh, decimated. You know, I'll lose my home. You know, all these things are going to happen. We're going to suffer some persecution. Oh, they're going to suffer. We're going to suffer. They're going to cut our heads off. They're going to persecute us or throw us in jail. Listen, folks, we've got a home in heaven if we're saved. Now, if you're not saved, (laughs) these perilous times, these perilous times aren't going to be much fun for you. But you can turn you can turn that despair and those perilous times into times of joy by simply receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible teaches us that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
He wants to save us all, and he just wants us to come to him in simple childlike faith and say, hey, Lord, I'm a a sinner. I messed up here. How about forgiving me of my sins and coming into my heart and saving me? And you know what? He will. And then these perilous times immediately become joy. Does that mean, you know, if I get saved, if I become a Christian, am I not going to have any tough times? Am I not going to? No. The Bible teaches all that live godly will suffer persecution. So, yeah, we're going to be persecuted. But it's a short time, folks. It's a short time. You know, we're going to suffer some persecution, but God has a home in heaven for us. God has prepared a place for us. He said uh, that he's going to prepare a place for us, and if he's going to prepare a place, he's going to come back and get us. Why? So we can be with him forever and ever and ever. Well, that's good news. That's good news in anybody's book. Well, that's about all I've got to talk about today. I, you know, I didn't have anything real earth-shattering for you other than the fact that there is joy in the midst of perilous times. We don't have to be fearful. A lot of people are still still fearful of the COVID virus. Oh, I can't believe they're letting people take their masks off. What if we get COVID and die and all this? And, you know, I don't want COVID. I don't want it. I don't want a common cold. I don't want a toothache. But I've had one or two in my lifetime. I don't want a headache. But every once in a while I get a headache. And uh, But Jesus will take us through all of this. He will take us through that. COVID is nothing to fear. Come out of the basement. Quit being afraid. You know, don't be afraid. Get out and smile at people and let them smile at you and let the love of Jesus enter your heart and share it with those around you. Well, it's been great to be with you today. Like I say, I don't have anything earth-shattering to tell you today. Just wanted to share with you that there is joy. There is good news in the midst of perilous times. Well, it's been good to be with you today. Once again, I want to thank Jason Starkey uh, for being with us the last couple of weeks. Wow, what a great uh, time we had with Jason, reconnecting with him and uh, listening to his powerful testimony. If you didn't hear that, if you didn't hear those interviews with Jason Starkey, They're still on the website. You can go back and get them, and you'll want to listen to episode 123 and 124 for our interview with Jason Starkey. Well, it's been good to be with you. I hope you guys uh, will be back with us again next week uh, for another episode of Be Boomer Unleashed. But until then, have a great week, and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye. Goodbye.